Welcome to another RTD interview. Today, I'm excited to have a returning guest, Mr. James Turk. And so James is, has over five decades in international banking, finance, and investments. And he's an accomplished author as well as a founder of goldmoney.com. And today, he's joined us to share his thoughts and analysis on the current monetary mayhem happening in the world and uh, definitely the importance of sound money. So James, welcome back to RTD interviews. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be back with you. Yes, it is. I'm excited to have you on. And as always, uh, it's good to connect with you just because we share a lot of uh, common interests, the ports of sound money. And so it's never been more important to me at this current time to really get people involved and to continue to encourage people to not give up on the barbarous relic, as uh, uh, Bernie, Ben Bernanke mentioned a while ago, just because uh, right now times are very interesting, to say the least. But before we move forward, I want to just pick up where we left off last time. So uh, last time we connected uh, was in early 22. And so we did a great, had a good interview, good discussion. And uh, the title was the governments will resort to uh, more regimentation to fight inflation. And so I kind of want to pick up from there because a lot of things have happened since then. But based upon where we left off last time, where's the world going since in your estimations? Well, we're still heading in the wrong direction. That's the main thing. Um, we still are using, you know, this fiat currency, which is backed by nothing, and it's being created in huge amounts by the federal government. And whenever it's being created like that, it decreases the purchasing power of that currency. And what that means is that the prices of goods and services rise. So we have to get off of this path and go back to constitutional money, which, of course, is gold and silver coin. Uh, and the reason why that's important is that there's a limited amount of gold and silver being mined every day, every week, every month. And if you can confine the amount, the quantity of money relative to that gold and silver, you're going to stop inflation. You're going to stop this crazy spending that the government's doing. We have a nearly $2 trillion deficit just in this past 12 months. Yeah, good point there. And so uh, here we are now. Um, deficits, debt, deficits and destruction is what I like to call it. And so uh, it's a never ending cycle, it seems. And so I, I want to just touch on the tweet you put out early this summer. It has to do with the ever expanding CPI figures that we have here caught my attention. And then I reached out to you about wanting to dive deeper into this because some of the things you mentioned here, the coinage act, uh, following, following this chart here based upon a CPI and some things that stood out to me, which I think is worth bringing to the people's attention because Amongst all the chaos in the world, we tend to forget, you know, the original founders and their viewpoints on monetary manipulation. And so, as it says here, it says every such officer or person who debases money shall be deemed guilty of a felony and shall suffer death. It says framers of the Constitution understood inflation is a crime against humanity. It says to end inflation in the Fed and return to constitutional money. And so the idea of debasement of money to shall suffer death and it's a crime against humanity. I thought those words there were something that was worth, you know, re reminding the viewers of uh, the penalty of manipulating money. And so I guess what, what, what went through your mind when you wrote that, uh, that tweet there? Yeah, you know, we can learn a lot from what happened through the history of the country. And until the 20th century, anything that debased the money, um, you know, inflation and other forms of debasement, clipping coins and things of that nature, that was considered to be a felony and punishable by death, which was established in uh, American law. Uh, but in the 20th century, we've moved away from that. We've moved away from gold and then we moved away from silver. And we moved to a fiat currency, which has no limit as to how much it can be created by government. And when you do that, governments tend to create too much currency. 
what they do is they borrow um, and then the central bank turns that debt of the U.S. government, at, not only the central bank, but the banking system itself, turns that debt into currency. The central bank turns it into paper currency. The banking system turns it into uh, digital, digital currency or deposit currency that moves around in the banking system by check and wire transfers. But when you create too much currency like that, you end up with monetary consequences. Um, not only that, there's an inextricable link between liberty and sound money, uh, between liberty and gold. And if you break that link, if you try to use a money that's not based on natural money, which, which is what gold and silver are, you end up eroding the freedom that individuals have. So we're in a very serious situation. The financial problems are quite huge and we're heading down the wrong road. We're heading toward a cliff and if we get to, we don't know when it's gonna go over the cliff, but eventually we know we will if you continue moving in that same wrong direction. We have to turn around and go back in the right direction, which is you know, honest money, honest money. That's the key. I do agree, honest money. And so beyond that, you know, so the viewers of this show uh, and uh, for people who've read your work before, they understand the importance of gold and silver. And so the whole point and still continue to talk about subjects like this is to remind people to stay, I guess, uh, encouraged during this chaos because people look at, you know, the price of gold and silver in USD terms and it's not moving the way that inf this inflationary environment that we're experiencing would typically would dictate as in prior times. And so uh, around the world and other currencies, gold and silver is moving uh, up in an upward trajectory, basically just highlighting how a destructive fiat is. And so at this current moment with the USD price, the manipulation, things of that nature, you know, what are you seeing? And is there any hope in the near future for prices yeah. to continue to move incrementally? Yeah, I think we're very close for prices of gold and silver to be moving up. Um, and you know, gold and silver are actually doing quite well. Gold has uh, has doubled from its low in December 15. It's nearly twice the price it was back at that uh, back what is that eight years ago. Uh, silver uh, has doubled or nearly doubled the price of its low from March 2020. You know, at the at the start of the pandemic when the economy turned turned south. So, you know, the prices of gold and silver are doing well. But one of the things I like to when I talk with you, Mike, you're one of the few people who understands that what's key here is purchasing power. You know, we work in order to generate this purchasing power that we then use in the marketplace, you know, to buy food, uh, pay for our rent, buy clothing, uh, go to the ball game, uh, get, get tickets for the ball game or whatever it happens to be. And purchasing power can be conveyed in a number of different ways. The, the way the framers of the Constitution said that it has to be conveyed is through gold and silver coin. And the reason why that's important is that gold and silver preserve purchasing power over long periods of time. I like to use the example that when I was growing up in Ohio in the 1950s, my parents could drive into the local gas station and fill up the family car with, eight, uh, with $2 of uh, silver coins. Today, you can take those same silver coins, you can still fill up the family car with the value of the silver content within those coins, but $2 doesn't even buy you uh, a gallon of gasoline these days. So we have to go back to sound, honest money. And the sooner we do that, the better it's going to be. There's gonna be a reckoning. Uh, and the key is to prepare for that reckoning by owning the precious metals. And when you own precious metals, own physical stuff, not paper representations like ETFs and futures and all of these other things that are out there. Own physical gold, physical silver.
Right. Good point there. And as you were talking, you know, one thing came to mind is a visual aid that I love to use. So as you can see here on the screen, I have just a representation of the Federal Reserve note. And up until this point now, there's been 19 different administrations that have all chipped away at the current purchasing power of the dollar. And, you know, my model is that, you know, Biden will be the last under this current monetary structure. Uh, before we transition into a possible CBDC or whatever it is they're trying to do. But when you see this visual aid here, you know, what comes to mind? Because every president chipped in to this point since the creation of the Federal Reserve. And so does this, does this, what does this representation mean to you? It reminds me of the Roman Empire. It took a hundred years for the currency to finally be debased and collapse in the Roman Empire. The Federal Reserve was set up in 1913. The Federal Reserve is an unconstitutional monetary system. Um, because it's not a power that is granted to the federal government. If the federal government doesn't have that power, it can't grant that exclusive monetary use to some central bank. Um, so, you know, we're, always, we're over 100 years now. Uh, so that's pretty much, you know, I think it's an indication that we're at the end of this monetary system. And I agree with you that it's very possible that uh, Biden could be the, the last president under this existing monetary system because it's unsustainable. We cannot generate the, the wealth necessary to pay all of that debt. Uh, and you don't pay the debt by printing it. You just destroy the currency when that happens. Right. Very true. Now, uh, one of the, I guess, one of the many signs that's showing how uh, the empire or is coming to an end is that, you know, the world no longer views our assets or, or the what was considered pristine capital uh, in the form of treasuries, liquid, liquid treasuries as being a viable source of uh, wealth preservation for themselves or reserves. And so a lot of nations now are deciding to get out of uh, our U.S. treasuries. And so is that also a indicator that things are speeding up a lot faster than normal, in your opinion? Yeah, definitely. Money, just like every other good and service, has a function of supply and demand. Um, if the demand for that money goes down, and that's what's happening uh, generally worldwide when you sell a treasury security, uh, unless you buy something with that um, that's physical or tangible, uh, the demand for the currency is going down. People are you know wanting to exit, but it, there's, we have this anomaly at the moment, as you mentioned. The dollar is strong because we're in a credit crunch because the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates and the banking system has not been making new loans. So it's a little bit like 1973 and 1974 um, when there were a number of bank failures and then that ultimately led to the Federal Reserve turning on the printing presses again and inflating its way out of it. We can't inflate, inflate our way out of it this time without destroying the currency. So uh, we've got two alternatives. We can you know, reset, go back in the right direction, or the currency gets inflated away simply because there's too much debt in the system. Right, right. Very true. Very true. And so I, I want to uh, just get your thoughts on uh, at this current moment. Another factor is the potential government shutdown. Of course, we've been here before, but then again, we're at a point where not only is the world turning their backs against us, we got the formation of all, could, what could be alternatives in the form of the bricks and whatever they're working towards. And everybody deciding to, I guess, you know, get physical gold. We're seeing central banks around the world deciding to increase their gold reserves. And so this government shutdown, in your opinion, could this be something different? Because it's happening at the wrong time. We got the deficits. We have everything coming up and the future issuance of debt to cover the deficits. Uh, you know, could this be the breaking point of something like that for our country if this government shutdown doesn't, you know, iron, out, iron itself out in the next couple of days or so? 
Yeah, the stroke back that eventually breaks the back. It could very well be. Um, you know, there's so much infighting. Uh, there's so much um, animosity uh, today. You know, we're no longer operating as a harmonious society. Uh, and as a consequence of that, um, it's hard to predict when the thing is going to finally go the wrong way. But, you know, we're, we're, I think we're very, very close to that. And you'll see it when the precious metals start rising in terms of U.S. dollar terms. Um, you know, and I think we can see clear, clear points. Once gold's back above $2,000 an ounce, it's, and it's very close to that level at, you know, 1930, and silver is back above, let's say, $26 uh, an ounce, and we're pretty close to that, around 23 and a quarter or so. Um, then that's an indication that things are going to start unraveling and unfolding very, very quickly. And you want to make certain that you're protected before then, and that's why you want to physical gold and physical silver. Very true, very true. And as we draw towards the end, uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts. We have a presidential cycle coming up, and of course, all the division and mayhem uh, of everything we're experiencing with that. And so one thing that I find to be very surprising, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, I'm going to play a little short little clip uh, of a president that's actually talking about his concerns for the dollar. And so listen to this clip right here, and then I'll, I want to get your thoughts on it. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There will be no defeat like that. That will take us away from being even a great power. Our currency is in danger over 200 years and it's threatening to take us away from being a world power. So we have a former president that's also currently running for president and he's talking about his concerns for the currency. What we need, Mike, is political leadership. We know what the problems are and we know what the solutions are. All we need is the political leadership and the will to go back in the right path. It's, it's gonna be a long road, but it won't be impossible. Um, all it takes is the right leaders to put us in the right direction. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, James, I thank you uh, for taking time to join us here on RTD and have a little catch up. Uh, definitely have some issues or technical, technical issues, but then again, we'll make it work. So once again, continue to do what you do, continue to educate the masses. And uh, hopefully I'll check in with you next year as all this political crap unwinds and all the things, you know, blow through and we'll see where we're at. And hopefully gold and silver will be at a much better place at that time. So, Thanks again for joining us on RTD Interviews. Okay.